afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, January 8th, bringing you the news that you need to know here only on Full Spectrum Survival on YouTube every single day. Things are starting to pop off in the country of Bolivia. We have some ground footage here of police and riot control personnel clashing with protesters in the region after the arrest of a prominent Bolivian opposition figure. This had locals calling for a complete damnation of the current political structure, as well as criticism from human rights advocates and throwing a spotlight, of course, on how both the country's right side and its left side of politics have used a weak judicial system to go after opponents. What we're starting to see here is a parallel, one between third world countries and the United States of America, where each side, when they don't get their way, call for the damnation of the other, for imprisonment of the other side. This is always what leads us into civil conflict during a time of social unrest. This is a breaking of the social contract. Police have arrested Luis Camacho, a so-called politically right-sided government uh, governor. This is of the opposition political region and a farming uh, province there. They arrested him on terrorism charges related to what authorities called a coup attempt. Now, if that doesn't draw a parallel to what is happening with uh, U.S. ex-president Donald Trump and what is happening with the current ruling president, Biden, I don't know what is. What we can expect in our near future here is a continuation of this divide, one where they don't care if you no longer have a family to talk to. They are going to push one side or the other propping them up into a position of power, and eventually this will lead to tyranny. With growing similarity to the direction that American politics have taken, we hear calls for anger and aggression similar to what we see in the United States of America's left versus right divide, including this. We have seen in the past, this is a quote, how the crime of terrorism has have been used by the left, they say, and right-wing governments as an instrument to persecute and prosecute opponents. Human white, uh, rights watch groups are saying that what is happening there is just as fragile as what is happening in the USA. They suggest that we are only a, an attempt at violence away from a complete breaking of our social contract here. What's involved in that contract? That of course means the people who go to work to keep your lights on people who keep the garbage being picked up. It only takes a couple of weeks of having no access to garbage removal in a city or a metropolitan area until you have disease on an increase, until you have that breakdown in the rule of law that will cost the lives of your friends and family that live in those regions. ECB, Lane says this year, inflation is expected to be fairly large. Wage negotiations, they say, are currently underway, and this will put upward pressure on prices in the coming years, not just in Europe, but across the world. Wages have, uh, wages have fallen, they say, real wages, by a significant amount. If energy prices continue to fall, there should be less pressure, they say, on food prices and core inflation, but the general expectation is that we are going to see a price increase in the next six to eight months one that they say will be entrenched for the next couple of years. There's a full expectation now that we're going to have inflation in the USA reach into our pocketbooks and take the money that you earn every day for the next three to five years. What is there to be done about that? 
not very much. But what you can do is prepare for it today. You see every can of food that you purchase today, which the USDA does say has an indefinite shelf life as long as it is not spoiled in one way or the other, even past the expiration date. What you can do is make those purchases today. That's going to save you. It's hedging against the coming price increases. What no one is saying is that we're going to see sustained lower prices anytime in the future. I had a couple of questions here on the channel about people saying, should they buy property and should they buy a house right now? Let me tell you, if you are in a position where paying too much for a piece of property is okay, absolutely. Right now is the time to buy because tomorrow it might not be, uh, be available. But if you are able to wait and you don't want to pay a severely hyperinflated price on property, you might want to uh, wait what they expect to be about six to eight months and you start seeing prices come down. In fact, we are seeing complete pieces of garbage where people don't even own the rights to the minerals underneath them try to sell for upwards of three hundred, four hundred, and five hundred thousand dollars and $500,000. Nobody is going to bite on these offers most likely and you're going to see the people who are holding these notes continue to wait until prices are forced downward. Barkin has said that the Federal Reserve cannot repeat its stop and start cycle that battled inflation in the 1970s. Estimates from studies right now show that it can take 12 months from a demand pullback to reduce the rate of inflation. There's a cycle of events here. They let corporations raise the prices artificially. It's not because they're paying their employees more. It's not because the raw cost of goods went up that much. You see these corporations are charging you more while making record profits. That means that they are just that, making more money. And so it takes 12 months, they say, of less people being able to afford their food, afford their phones, afford their services, and afford their goods. And then these corporations will finally say, you know what, I think we have pushed things too far. But we are going to see lots of bankruptcies and other fallouts come between now and then. In that case, you and your family need to be prepared for an emergency fund or at least what you will do if you lose your job, your main source of employment. Everybody that I am talking to out of them, only a few out of dozens and dozens are making more real money. I'm not talking about more hourly, but having more money to spend right now than they were in the year 2019. Why? Because this is the downfall of an empire. This is exactly what happens to a currency when it is no longer as viable as it once was. You are either now a have or a have not. You know, it's so funny when I when I catch flack on this channel from people saying that why do I always uh, you know pounce on these multi-billionaires that are out here saying people need to stop crying and whining and get back to work. Let me tell you why. People are only backing these multi-billionaires because they are wanting to get into a club that they will never, ever be a part of. It's kind of like a, uh, a, an, unfortunately, an unfortunate genetic person. That is to say, maybe they aren't the most charismatic, telling people that they should all look like the Kardashians and why should you bash the Kardashians and everybody wants to look like them and be like them. They are not realists. They want to be something that they are not. I'm trying to tell you how it is. Do I think it's fair to have a socialist or a communist uh, system? Absolutely not. But what we have went 
from is a working capitalist market into one of corruption. And that's the name of the game now. You can only have that divide so long before you have people literally homeless camping outside of mansions. We have uh, a member of our community here who works at an Amazon place in the state of Washington. Amazon individuals. He works in IT. They make a good amount of money for IT work there. You know what they have outside of their gates and fences? Homeless people living up and down the streets. It's not too dissimilar to what you see in California, in Nevada, even into the South. Here in Florida, when Kelly and I came back to take care of some family things, we were shocked that over the course of three to five years, you went from seeing almost no homeless individuals or houseless individuals to a complete change where every stoplight could have a panhandler, every bridge, somebody living underneath it. They've made things worse, of course, by not allowing individuals to live inside of their car. There's nothing worse than being so down hard on your times that you don't have a home to call your own. And then even though you have a vehicle, it's now illegal for you to live inside of it. Teslas are now 40% cheaper in China. They've price cut these cars in China. Why won't they do it in America? Russian soldiers' widows are calling, uh, these groups of Russian soldiers' widows are calling on Putin and all of the Russian government to order a large-scale mobilization of millions of men. They say it is up to the government right now to close the borders and really get to this war. On the ground, intelligence reports show that UKR forces are currently holding the initiative. It's unlikely that these forces will, without at least two to three corps, plus multiple other battalion involvements, be able to pull forces north to northwest again. However, these events are taking place in a changing war. Even in the midst of this fighting, given other reporting of UKR forces and other stocks of uh, munitions being withdrawn from areas, we continue to foresee movement to the north, to reopen these border regions and to reclaim land from Russia. Now, what does that tell you? This war is anything from over. There's a general expectation right now that this war is going to last the next three to five years and it's going to begin to involve multiple countries. That's going to mean your inflation goes up, your supply demand, your supply chain continues its rocky route and path. Get ready for China to act. Russia's president has made an open commitment to the Chinese people and its communist leadership, saying that Russia is committing to the strengthening of cooperation between Russia and China, as well as its military forces. Ukrainian intelligence communities have information saying that Putin is considering the possibility of carrying out a nuclear weapons provocation against Ukraine from the occupied territory of Crimea or possibly from Belarus. They say when it comes to the threat of nuclear weapons, we must understand that this threat will only bring the end of modern Russia closer. Yes, there is information they say that Putin is considering occupied Crimea and a territory inside of Belarus to carry out these provocations. All of this information they say is tracked. Intelligence is being given to Western governments. And so it will not come as a surprise to anyone. According to these outlets, Ukrainian military intelligence is monitoring Russian nuclear weapons movements.
particularly the tactical ones, and they are aware of these weapons locations. Now, they say they are aware, but what's really happening is the United States of America and NATO has sent their intelligence operatives deep inside of Russia. They have activated their spy outlets inside of the country, and you're starting to see some of that information being shared with the uh, Ukrainian government, who then in turn brings it public as though it was from their own intelligence agency back to the world. This is going to give a degree of deniability and one of credibility for the next couple of months' movements. Until victory, until peace returns to Europe, this is the French president. Our support, speaking of France, will not weaken for Ukraine. I confirmed, he says to President Zelensky, that France will provide combat tanks and will continue its support in terms of air defense to the country. It has also been reported that France already supplied Kiev with rocket launchers, air defense systems, armored personnel carriers, as well as anti-tank and anti-aircraft missiles. It will, he says, continue to do so until Ukraine wins this war. However, we don't see that change coming this year. I want to get to a viewer question or two here on the channel. The first question is going to come to us from a viewer that goes by the name of Rick Mars. Question. He says of a recent video, why does little Susie have credit cards in the first place? Why? Because part of this corrupt capitalism uh, in, in this market, remember I'm pro-capitalist, part of the corruption that I am against is that they use predatory lending practices against the youth. You in the college, don't worry, we'll let you borrow the money. Oh, you need a car, but you can't afford it? Don't worry, we'll let you borrow that. Oh, you can't even afford to pay for your groceries or your textbooks? Don't worry, we'll give you credit cards for that. That is predatory. You create somebody into an environment where they need you, you prey upon them, and then you never let them go. That I am against. Eyes Laidlaw says, Brad, question. How do you envision the UK playing out in all of these events? Do you still feel the strong relationship between the US and the UK will continue through these difficult times? I says, keep up the good work. We all appreciate you. Stay safe. So the UK, I believe, will be with the United States, unfortunately, possibly for the UK, until the end of the United States of America as an empirical power. You're going to see a control structure change here soon. The United States dollar is expected to weaken. China is already moving their currency, hitting it against the USA. They're already buying oil from Russia and oil from Saudi Arabia in their own currency, where they have only purchased it in United States dollars in the past. We are definitely seeing that change. Will the UK be there with the USA for its military and for its defense practices? Yes, I believe so. Line Dites says, question, have you considered the fact that lots of people aren't working right now due to drugs and they can't pass a drugs test? I know for a fact in areas that there are tons of jobs opening, uh, job openings, but not enough people are applying. They say these are $20 jobs. They can't get enough people, Lynn says, to pass the drug test. Out of all the people that I know who are trying to get a second or a third job just to make their ends meet, not one of them has not been able to pass a drug test. So you can't necessarily blame a, uh, a small minority of problems on the entire issue. Yes, there are people who can't pass a drug test, but usually those people aren't going to try to get $20, $30, $40 jobs. They know they're going to get tested. Instead, they're the ones who are making up 
some of the foundation class of jobs. That's the people who are, and I'm thanking them. I know a lot of, we have a lot of foundation class workers here. And what I mean by that is the rest of the country has been built on your back. You're in the service industry. You're building the actual buildings that people are working in. You're cleaning the toilets. You're bagging the things so that they don't have to do it themselves. Of course, Walmart and Target and all those outlets are trying to get away with that, trying to do away with that. Next thing they're trying to do is make it so you can't even bag it yourself in a plastic bag. Now you have to purchase from them a reusable bag and then check out your own goods and then put it into the bag yourself, put it into the cart and then take it out to the car. Don't you remember a time like I do when they would bag it for you in a nice recyclable paper bag or one that you could keep for the fireplace and then they would walk it to the car for you and then they would ask you if they could put it in for you and then they would not accept a tip. Those were the good old days. So Lynn's question, do I think that that's a, a big consideration? Uh, I do think that that is a consideration, but that's definitely not the problem or the root of the problem that we're in. Annalisa, question, Brad, do you see an idea of how the United States next civil war might start? Annalisa says, I live 15 miles from a downtown area. There in 2020, a 100 day riot happened. Speaking and the things that happened there. Downtown, uh, this, I'm not going to give the, the region. You can see it breaking out in the South first. What about in city centers or in grocery stores first? What are your feelings about how it will start? That really depends on what is driving the conflict and the social unrest. Is it opportunity? Like the civil uh, civilian war going on in Mexico right now where the cartels are against local government and the military? If it's opportunity like that, you're going to see looting at grocery stores, looting like there is there, looting at big box stores, looting at electronics places. Predators will take advantage of those opportunities. But if instead it's a political divide, it's going to happen all over. Let's start, of course, with just one person's life being lost, as it has in the past. But soon, that lost life will be used for motivation, for political means. You know, all a government wants is each side, each politician, they're not there to just help you. They are there because they want money and they want power. And they will never stop until they get more money and they get more power. And so in their never-ending drive for greed for those two things, they don't see the forest beyond the trees. They don't care about the people that they are dividing. They just push those buttons and push those buttons and continue to pork the people and wrench them up. We're coming to a point in time now where people are snapping. I've mentioned to you multiple incidents that I have seen with my own eyes of people losing their grasp on reality and even worse and more dangerously, they're losing their grasp on cause and effect. They're no longer realizing that if they act upon these impulses at this time, there's going to be a massive negative reaction for their future of life, possibly their life at all. And so we're seeing small arguments turn into violent, life-ending events. We're seeing more abuse of drugs and alcohol all across the country, more depression, more anxiety, more of the worst of people. And so I hope that you will act as a beacon of light to everybody around you. 
see you are able to understand what happened, do your chores, do any prep work done that you need to, and then still have fun. And so the people who are just in the cycle of chores and never catching up and chores and chores, they're going to look to your behavior and say, okay, why, why are you so happy? Talk to them. Well, I got this put away. I'm not too worried about this. I'm trying to take an action here, never with any bravado and never with any button pushing of why it needs to be done, just what you're doing. Show by example. Need the light that people need right now. Reach out and talk to people who are having a hard time. Maybe your contagious good behavior will affect them for the rest of their life. If nothing else, you spend a little bit of your time doing good. Thank you guys for being here with us every single day. Remember, if you're watching this video on any other platform, come over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, the bell alert. Do me a favor right now. If you have the bell alert notified, we're getting, uh, they call it amplification restriction. Hit the bell alert right now, uncheck it, and then recheck it. And when you do, click all or every video or something to that extent. That way, every day, you get a new alert when this video comes out. Please do that for me and let us know if you're not getting those notifications in the future. Leave one comment and one reply to someone else's comment, especially if you see a question. But most of all, stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. If you're looking for real prescription antibiotics prescribed by a real doctor, check out contingencymedical.com and use the code FSS10 for a discount there. Also, nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS offers real high nutrient long-term food storage, unlike anything you're going to get anywhere else. I've used them for a long time and they work very hard and take respect in their work to keep the nutrients involved. Use the code FSS15 to get a 15% discount. Please everyone stay safe. Ukraine and some Russian nationalists. This morning's briefing is one that I've been meaning to tackle for a while, so let's address the curious case of A Khan, or A the Khan is more like it. Every time he opens his mouth, something stupid falls out. And it seems like he's in a competition with himself to see if he can top the most stupid thing that he said the day before. This fool hasn't been relevant since forever, and if it wasn't for his garbage comments, we wouldn't even remember he existed. Akon is just this putrid ball of insecurities, and he's got plenty of justification to be insecure, so he attacks black Americans as his means of trying to make himself stand out for the crowd because he desperately wants an identity of his own. And he's ashamed of the fact that the only reason he was able to get two nickels to rub together is because he had to pretend to be the very people that he cannot be. So to try to suppress or otherwise bear these deep-rooted feelings of insecurity and inferiority, he decides that he's going to take shots at us, and the lower the better as he sees it. Like the time when he said that black Americans need to let go of slavery. This clown knows all about letting go. He let go of his homeland and everything else just to get here, to the very people who don't let go of slavery. If Akon and his people don't think about slavery except when they're around us, then why did they come over here to be among us? Shouldn't he be back home among the people who have let go in the past and are moving forward? Oh, except they're not moving forward. 
See, Akon and his folks were the ones who collaborated with the Europeans in the slave trade. So, of course, he would want us to forget about that. What he means is, hey, I've been eating off of you guys for the longest time by pretending to be one of you. Uh, don't mention the fact that me and my folks, more than likely, we were the ones who were helping the Europeans to carry out the slave trade in the first place. And, uh, well, now I'm over here with y'all. Don't remind me of what a fraud I am. Don't remind everybody that I'm just a backstabber. And more recently, of course, everybody knows that he's been saying that African-American musicians don't have the same stage presence that African musicians have. Really, fool? You're the one who fled here to where we are. And when you got here, you didn't dress like you were in Senegal. You didn't talk Senegalese. You came over here, you dressed like us, you use our slang, you walk like us, you stood like us, you imitated us to a T. And your dang thing about your performance says African, much less says Senegalese. It says Black American, or at least that's what you've tried to cloak yourself as. And claiming that he has better stage presence than we do, how? If he really believes that African musicians and African performers have more stage presence than we do, then the test of that is real simple. You put 50 or even 50,000 people in a room and ask them to name one African musician. See if they can name even one. Hell, how many of them know that Akon himself is from Africa? Not that many. Akon didn't make his name or his money by being Senegalese, so he had to pretend to be one of us. He owes everything he has to us. But what has Akon done for himself? When people flee and they know they shouldn't have, this is how they live with themselves, by telling themselves they're better than the very people who took them in. But Akon's garbage takes didn't end there. Do you want to walk that back at all? No, it's, it's not really more so walk back. It's, um... I do want to express that sometimes when comments like that are made, like me, I always get the point of what I'm personally going through myself. Right. And I personally witness, and nobody can sit there and tell me that I didn't go through poverty. Yeah. I was a young African kid, barefoot, playing soccer in a village with no electricity, no running water. I knew what that felt like. And believe me, I know what poverty looks like. Yeah. But I also know what success looks like. Yeah. And from my personal experience, I'm having more problems successfully dealing with all that comes with success than I had when I was poor. I was actually happier when I was poor, right? So, but that's my personal experience. Now, we need to take a moment to unpack some of this stupidity. He says that he knows what poverty looks like. I'll bet he does. That's why he got on the first thing smoking to be here. He and all the rest of his kinfolk failed to build where they were. So he had to come over here to where some people were actually building. And when he got here, he and the folks who came with him tried to blend in with us. But as soon as he thought he had a few pennies to his name, he then decided that he could show his behind. Next, he said that he had less problems when he was poor. Really, fool? Well, black Americans can certainly identify with that because we definitely had less problems before Akon showed up. Now, when someone says that they were happier without money, that's a liar. If he meant what he said, then he would have long since given away his money and gone back to no running water and all the rest of it, or at least walked away from the money and fame that he keeps chasing, using our talent and pretending to be one of us to get it. If money is causing Akon all these problems, then he really has an easy way to solve it. But like everything else that rolls off that forked tongue of his, 
this was just another lie. And speaking of lies, before we forget, does anyone remember when this crackhead was talking about Akon City? Has anyone heard anything about that recently or at all? Because I sure had a hard time remembering. Oh yeah, most of you don't remember this, but back in 2018, this clown said that he was going to take his money and build Akon City over in Africa somewhere. Actually, his plan was to take other people's money and build a city that he would name after himself. On a side note, you can tell when somebody is really inconsequential and small when this person decides that they're going to try to name something after themselves. Typically, great men have cities or developments or buildings or whatever named after them by other people. But when you're in empty nothing. Anyway, Akon claimed that he was going to fund his planned $6 billion sustainable city through a new cryptocurrency that he named, you guessed it, Acoins, which apparently can be made when people convert their unused prepaid mobile phone minutes to Acoins. I'm not making that up, by the way. He claimed to have some investors who were going to help him fund this plan, but so far that's been more sizzle than steak, though he does have a business partner helping to guide him, and yes, it is a white man named John Karras, who apparently is a former Hollywood producer. So his uh, partner in this venture, if it can be called that, is not a real estate developer. He's not an urban planner. Hell, he's not even an architect. He's a guy from Hollywood. And assuming that this pipe dream actually ever does get built, who's supposed to live there? Karis says that he could see Europeans going there as a vacation spot. That's a common theme that you find with Akon and anyone attached to this planned city. A whole lot of imagination going on. A whole lot of danger. Well, I can see this. I can see that. Well, hell, I can see Martians coming to live there. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Since they already own so much of Africa, though, I guess the Europeans could use Akon City as their own personal playground. I'm sure Elon Musk would get a kick out of kicking Akon out of there. Not that there would be much to rule. Akon said that he could see Senegal's elite living there and that he would be among them. In fact, he even says that he doesn't like to say that he would be the king of the city, but that he would be the king of the city. Oh, what a great king without a kingdom or a throne, or even a treasury for that matter. I don't see how the hell this is supposed to even happen, and apparently he can't see it either. Neither one of these kooks knows anything about construction or engineering or real estate or urban planning, but they're going to start a city. I guess that explains why so far, after these two years, they haven't even begun to start that city. Akon cares so much about his little pet project that he still spends more time outside of Africa than he does over there. He had to come over to the U.S. to get the game, but he's still screwed up because he's not a builder. He's a talker. He's a professional BS artist. How could this chump ever build a city? You can't teach what you don't know. Well, he certainly chose the right type of currency for his fantasy land. We're seeing one crypto exchange crash right after the other because cryptocurrencies exist somewhere in cyberspace, which is probably where you'll find Akon's magical land of make-believe because as of this video essay, they haven't even broken ground on it. Oh, so far I've been seeing reports that ground was broken in 2020 and then broken in 2021. Lots of articles, but I don't actually see any proof of any sort of development going on there. 
In fact, at last report, which was less than two weeks ago from the BBC, shows that there's no construction going on at all in Aconville, except for one lonely little cornerstone that they dumped there in 2020. I guess that's why Akon keeps calling his imaginary city Wakanda. Well, that's certainly appropriate. Wakanda doesn't exist either. So Akon wasn't building anything before he came to the U.S., and now that he has a little money, he still isn't building anything. Keep in mind, this is the reason that these African governments are terrified of black Americans coming over there. Because we would actually build, and they would have to live with the humiliation and shame of having been there all this time and having nothing to show for it. By the way, Akon told the BBC that his imaginary city would finally begin excavations before the end of the year. That was in December when he told them that. Well, don't look now, but 2022 is gone, and so far Akon hasn't turned over so much as a pebble. And as for his cryptocurrency, well, that's going the same direction as FTX, straight down. As you can see, the value of A-Coin started out with a thud in November 2020, then it spiked in February 2021. I think that's when he introduced it in Kenya or something along those lines. But whatever he did, that temporary sugar rush didn't last long at all before the A-Coins resumed their downward spiral. And by the end of 2021, it was lower than it had been when it was first introduced. And as of today, A-Coins are at historic lows, which ain't saying much considering it doesn't have much of a history so where does this leave akon the would-be king he has a worthless currency in a city that doesn't exist yeah that sounds about right you see akon can't teach black americans anything except how to fail black americans built the black wall streets all across the american south we built the harlem renaissance most importantly, we built a real reputation for ourselves, one that people know about all over the world and copy and emulate because they envy it. We built the Black Wall Street and Black universities, and we didn't have to pull a crypto scam to do it. We built things we continue to build. Meanwhile, Akon's trying to make himself feel better about the fact that everything he touches withers and dies. His pathetic attempts to one-up us and to show that he could have built something on his own just keep failing. I think Akon needs to stop smoking so much cot or whatever the hell this fool's high on. If you want to know what went wrong in Africa, Akon is a prime example of it. Problem is, he's not alone. Akon is very insecure, and he has a lot of company in that regard. Insecurity is born of failure. Look at his crypto crap scheme and his Akon city, and you see that the record of failure remains unbroken. Akon's problem is he feels like a fraud. He's been feeling like that around us for a very long time. He feels like a phony. He feels like an imposter because he is one. He had to come over here to where we are just so he would have even a slim sliver of a chance to make something of himself. And when he got over here, he had to look talk, act, and behave just like us, just so he could become successful. He sees in us people who made their stand and didn't run like he did. It hurts his little feelings and undermines his little ego when he remembers the fact that he had to come to us and become like us. None of us were trying to become like him. He looks at black Americans and he sees everything he's not, but desperately wishes he could be. He feels like a fake, but most of all, he feels like a failure. 
He's living a lie. Being Senegalese didn't get him what he wanted. He had to come over here and try to become one of us. Black Americans are the face of black people worldwide. Most of all, we're the face of black achievement because we've made our mark. If you say Senegal, what exactly would people even think of? And that's why you see Akon going all out of his way to take shots at us. That's what he thinks of when he looks in the mirror. Who is he? A fraud who had to pretend to be other people just to become successful. Nobody wants him for him. The only reason that anybody was interested in him for the brief time that people were was because they thought he was one of us. That's the reason why his uh, city is still scrub brush and his cryptocurrency isn't worth two cents. I'll bet when Akon looks in the mirror, he feels quite ashamed. He should. That eats him alive. So to live with himself, he has to lie and lie big. But what else would we expect from someone who has so little character that he decided to flee from home rather than fight for it? So Akon, you're not fooling anyone. As for presence, you've got about as much presence as your failed cryptocurrency and your failed wannabe village. Oh, and just for the record, calling your little wannabe town Wakanda, the only reason, and I mean only reason, that Wakanda has any sort of esteem or cachet attached to it, the only reason that Wakanda became any sort of name brand is because of Black America. You look at the amount of money that the Black Panther movie made, and it made three quarters of its money in the United States. Didn't make it in Africa, and definitely didn't make that much money in Senegal. Akon knows that too. Right now, he's blaming COVID for his not having built Akon City. For a guy who thought that he would score some quickie brownie points with these white supremacist bites, sounding like there was hate Black Americans, they're just living in the past. They blame the past for everything. What's he doing? He's blaming the past for what he hasn't done. Even though he hadn't gotten a dang thing done before the pandemic and hasn't gotten anything done afterwards. Personally, I really don't care if Akon wants to continue running his butt kisser about us. But I would say that I wish that he would learn to talk and fail a little bit more quietly. Good day. And be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Samantha Ellis, David Duncan, Suleiman Alaji, Sherman Marshall, and Shannon Moore. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you.